Hey everybody, welcome to episode 36 of the Pop Anime Comics Lounge. A few weeks ago, I had the opportunity to go to Big Apple Con, where I met a lot of guests who are going to be appearing in the next few weeks on this podcast. One of these guests was cosplayer Sapphire Nova. Now, she has cosplayed professionally for about two years now, cosplaying many characters from the Marvel Universe and a few from the DC Universe. And so in this interview, we talk about how she first got into cosplay, what inspired her, what cosplay she has done, and what she's planning to do in the future, as well as overall advice that she can give to the community. So without further ado, let's dive right into this interview, and I hope you enjoy it. So how long have you been cosplaying for? Well, officially about two years now. I always kind of say that because I actually started unofficially when I was about 14. I used to go to like every midnight movie premiere in costume. So uh, my first was Lord of the Rings and it kind of all spiraled from there. So now a lot of your cosplays are from comics. How are you first introduced <laughs> to that medium? Honestly, a lot of it kind of was movies. I was obsessed with Batman when I was like three years old. But I've always kind of loved comics. So the kind of oddball would go into a comic book store when I was in high school. And that was a lot of fun. That was always one of my favorite parts and then when comics started becoming more mainstream movies then you know it was cool to get to see them life-size bigger than life really so that's really where that kind of crossed over and now when were you first exposed to what actually cosplay is honestly my first convention was new york comic-con almost like a year and a half ago that was my first convention ever actually and so it was the first time i ever really got to see wow other people do this too and so i got to hang out with like other people in costume at the movie premieres and things like that but getting to see like true cosplay that was the first time I ever got to experience it in such a wide scale it was such a cool experience to see and to find people that had the same interest and how do you feel that being at New York Comic Con really helped to inspire you with ideas as well as what is possible in cosplay Oh my goodness, there's so many things. People are just larger than life there. And so getting to see that it's more than just fabric, you know, that was the first time I got to see people that made things out of Warbla and EVA foam. And there was so much more possibility than just a dress or a shirt or something like that. So it was really cool to see more what was possible. And then how did this transition over into you becoming part of the cosplay community as a cosplayer? Well, it started, me and my husband created a business. We're part of Superheroes Unlimited. We were able to see what people were able to create. And it really inspired us to go above and beyond. And we are able to create a lot ourselves. But we also brought together people to create and to help those that aren't able to make their own costumes and their own cosplays. It was really a cool transition. And that brought us more into the world of cons and really keeping us part of that cosplay community. Community. So now, do you create your cosplays or do you purchase them or how did you first initially start? When I first started, generally I would pick cosplays that I knew I could create. I can sew a little bit, but I'm not the world's best seamstress by any means. So I would pick things that I knew I could piece together, um, different parts of things. And that's what kind of inspired us to open our business. So we actually brought together a team of designers who work together. So I may not be the best seamstress, but we you know, have a seamstress who works with us who creates all those things and then I usually do like a lot of our wigs so we all kind of got a part to play so that way I create a lot of my own pieces but I also get a lot of help so it's really our company that puts together everything that I wear and now being part of the company as well as creating your own pieces how do you balance material costs and the economics as well as finding materials and the substitutes for materials there's always you know kind of ways around things that's part of the joy for me is figuring out what can can I use instead of that or 
how can I make that better or faster or cheaper to make it the best quality product, but still, you know, make it affordable. I mean, we've all got to create a living somehow, right? And now being part of Heroes Unlimited, how did that entire company form? It's kind of a funny story, actually. Like I said, we always used to cosplay. We always had the best Halloween costumes. So it actually started one Halloween when my husband and I were out. He was dressed as kind of a Grim Reaper kind of thing. He threw it together in literally a half an hour out of bed sheets and staples. And yes, I said staples. And he had somebody buy it off his back. Like literally was like, I will hand you money right now if I can have that Halloween costume. So we go, well, you know what? We always get these requests for where do you get your costumes? And we're like, well, we make them. So we go, you know what? Maybe it's a good idea for us to just have our own business. And so that was kind of how it kicked off. And now let's talk a little bit about your career as a cosplayer. What was your very first cosplay? Like I said, officially it was Gamora from the old comic books. And that's probably one of the ones I'm best known for. That was New York Comic Con a year and a half ago or so. But truthfully, it was, you know, I kind of made myself a random elf for Lord of the Rings. So that was kind of unofficially my first cosplay. But officially, I always say it's Gamora. Well, we'll only talk about your official cosplay. Sure. <laughs> I don't want to imagine the horrors of the first round. Hey, you know what? It wasn't too bad, although it was an old prom dress. Pretty good. <laughs> I had ears and all, you know, I was proud of that. <laughs> what inspired you to be Gamora? In the beginning, a lot of it was, you know, kind of what can I create myself? So there's not a lot of material to Gamora. So that made it easier in that way. And honestly, I wanted something that made an impact. I really like playing with characters with body paint and stuff like that because I know a lot of cosplayers shy away from that. So I'm very much one to take the bull by the horns and try something that's dramatic and bold. And I really like Gamora as a character. I, I think she's very edgy. I think she's very important and just powerful. And I think that was just a really cool character for me to get to portray. And now you mentioned about body paint. How do you sure. go about applying body paint so that it stays on you and continuously stays on you and not get on <laughs> any else. products or merchandise <laughs> or anything in that realm? It's been trial and error. When I first started, I started with Ben Nye as a product, which I love Ben Nye as a company. I've used them for stage makeup for years. However, as a body paint, it did not work well on me and it cracked and it flaked. It didn't rub off, but it didn't stay on either. <laughs> so that was kind of my first experience with body paint. And then I got a last minute call to come do an event and I needed a green body paint. So I purchased this random stuff on Amazon and I gave it a try and it actually worked out great. It's called Paradise Makeup. It's one of like the most common questions I get. It's made by Moran, is the company, and it has worked me miracles for me. It's a water-based paint and I use a sponge so I'm sitting there you know usually four or five o'clock in the morning before a con just layering it on but there's a learning curve to body paint so you've just got to you know really take the time it's not something you can try it once and think it's going to be okay you need to try it out beforehand. Now I know with that company they sell like barrier sprays that are supposed to help keep the body paint like you said off other people and merchandise but honestly I found with my experience I haven't used it as long as I don't really like press down or like really rub on something I don't find that I have too much issue getting my body paint on other people so it's really not too much of a problem and obviously with any type of paint how do you protect your skin and safety concerns with this one it's such a light paint that it's not like some of like the heavier latexes and that stuff where you have to worry about your skin being able to breathe it's really very breathable I do tend to make sure that I have at 
least part of me that is uncovered. Generally that is taken care of with clothes anyway. But you know, I do tend to make sure that at least I have a patch somewhere that is able mm-hmm. to breathe because there are those concerns and you want to make sure to be careful with anything you use. And now after this cosplay, you cosplayed as Spider-Gwen. What was the prompt to cosplay as Spider-Gwen? Actually, it was kind of a leap of faith. I hadn't really read too much of Spider-Gwen or anything like that. My husband said it'd be a good idea that it's a really cool character. And so I was like, okay, if you think it's a good one, I'll do it. And then I really got into comics of her and I got to kind of know more about her quirky personality and all of that. And I really grew to love her as a character, but it was really quite spur of the moment was really how it came to be. And now Spider-Gwen is a very different cosplay than Gamora. How do you feel that the two are completely different both from the costume itself and your personality in the cosplay. They really are two very different things. Gamora, like I said before, she's very powerful, she's very strong, and very kind of distant. Although it's fun to be something kind of different. You know, sometimes that's kind of hard for me. Spider-Gwen is is quirky and she's up and down and I love fun crouching poses and all sorts of things. So there's so many different levels to her that she's just a lot more personable. And do you feel that one cosplay was received better than the other? I feel they were received in just different ways. People kind of applaud my boldness for Gamora, so it's it's something, you know, kind of different in that way. And I think Spider-Gwen is just so loved as a character that people are just excited to see her. So it's kind of like being a celebrity in its own right. And then you also cosplayed as Black Widow. What was that like, considering <laughs> that she's such a fundamental part of the Avengers? Actually, she was originally made for the Avengers premiere. So that was just kind of fun in and of itself. My husband went as the Hulk. We were doing like bench presses and stuff like that with me as Black Widow. That was intriguing. I'm pretty sure there's a video of that somewhere. So if somebody knows of it, I'd love to see it. But again, she's kind of one of those more, you know, darker characters. So it's fun to be her too. And now with these three cosplays at Garden State Comic Fest, you changed into all three of them. (laughs) How do you go about determining when you're going to change cosplay at a convention? A lot of times I do it just kind of like day by day. So especially with something like Gamora, I can't be changing that in the middle of the day unless I decide I want to be She-Hulk or something like that. So that one kind of locks me a little bit more into a character for the full day. Otherwise, I just kind of go by how I feel. I started out the morning as Spider-Gwen. I was having a lot of fun in that. And then I decided I wanted to show off a different side. So I switched into Black Widow. And about halfway through the day, I was like, you know what? I was having more fun as Spider-Gwen. So I went back. And now with these cosplays, you met some comic creators. How did they receive their characters being cosplayed by you? It's really cool. A lot of them are just so excited to see their creations brought to life. So it's really fun to be able to show them. It's kind of nerve wracking too, because it's like, please let me do justice to your character and let you think that. So it's really cool. And I really, really love to get to meet the creators of my cosplays. And then following these cosplays, you created a few more. Scarlet Witch, Storm, and you modified the Black Widow cosplay. What was the inspiration for these two new cosplays and the modification? Originally, like I said, I made Black Widow for the movie premieres. So when I first got your glimpse of Black Widow in Iron Man 2, you know, you only got a small glimpse of her and I was trying my best to create what I saw. And her costume originally looked kind of bluish black and it was hard to tell. So originally I went more for the blue look. And then as I saw more of her throughout the movies, I go, well, you know what? It's really turned very black, her whole bodysuit. So 
I decided to make modifications to touch up what I had done. As you progress as a cosplayer, you learn a lot more about things. So I've learned a lot more tricks and how to create things. So I decided to to update her. As for Scarlet Witch Storm, also Starfire too is another one I've done since. Scarlet Witch was, was made for the Avengers uh, 2 premiere. I decided I would uh, put that one together, you know, just something fun, uh, especially because I had another friend go with me and she wore my Black Widow. So that one, you know, just kind of for fun. And I'll bring it out from time to time for a con. And Storm was actually an old cosplay of mine that I brought out of the closet. That was my Halloween costume like three years ago. <laughs> so I've pretty much steadily been working my way through the Avengers and through X-Men especially. Sorry, I'm more of a Marvel girl, guys. Obviously, you uh, debuted Scarlet Witch at the movie premiere. How do you feel it was received when you went to go see the movie just as the character? Oh, it was awesome. Especially because it's a little different than cons in the cosplay community where it's more mainstream. I mean, people have seen a Scarlet Witch before. You know, you go to a movie premiere with average people, average moviegoers that have never seen anything like that before. It's great. You know, you get some funny looks like, what the heck is this chick doing? But overall, it's very positive. I get stopped for like a million pictures. It's a lot of fun. So it's, it's it's great to be able to bring that to people, especially people that have never experienced something like that. And do you feel that the movies have helped to make cosplay more mainstream and bring cosplay out yeah. to the rest of the world? Honestly, in general, it's made comics more out to the world. I fully remember being back in school and reading comics wasn't the cool thing to do. Nowadays, you can't walk down the street and not see somebody wearing a Superman shirt or a Captain America or Batman or whatever it is. It's mainstream now. So yeah, I mean, it's definitely brought a whole new light to it and brought a whole new generation to the cosplay and to the con community. And now I know you're a Marvel girl, but you had a little <laughs> stint in DC with Harley Quinn and Starfire. So what yeah. was the inspiration for Harley Quinn? Well, I have two Harley Quinns, actually. Um, I think only one that the public has seen. So, ooh, secret to what's coming. Uh, no, I mean, again, I, you know, movies are coming, so I'll just leave it at that. But overall... That one was actually just kind of a last minute put together. I do enjoy Harley Quinn a lot. So I had just something for fun for me and I decided to throw it together for a quick little photo shoot and it's been really well received. And that's the thing I like about Harley is it doesn't have to be something so specific. So that one was a lot of fun to do. But yeah, I do have a Suicide Squad on its way. And now what about Starfire? Yeah, I love Starfire. Me so too. I've been a Teen Titans fan for years. I've always enjoyed the cartoon show. I've always enjoyed them as just a team. And once Starfire got her kind of new debut i've loved everything i've seen her in so then it was just a toss-up of which starfire do i do and so eventually i went with the red hood look just because i liked it i didn't see it as commonly as as some of the other ones so it was just a fun thing to do again it's just a character i really like i like her kind of innocent personality and her fun way of talking and it's just a really enjoyable character to portray now starfire from the new 52 is very interesting character to say the least her personality <laughs> is completely different from the old school teen titans how do you get into her character side and that entire funness for for lack of a better word it's hard to do a lot of times i do still even though i know my character is you know more new 52 i do still draw a lot of inspiration from the cartoon especially when there's kids present at cons just because that's what they grow to expect and so it's kind of fun to be able to bring that to light to them because really they don't see the difference so i do that a lot for them so i do draw a lot more inspiration from the, the cartoon than i do comics in that aspect and now, outside of your comic 
cosplay, you've done some Star Wars cosplay as Rey. What was that like cosplay from the most anticipated movie in oh, the last yeah. 10 years? Again, started with a movie premiere, so I knew I was not going to Star Wars not in costume. So I considered, do I bring out like an old Leia? Do I do something from the new stuff, even though we don't like it? Or do I bring out something brand new? I made her entire costume out of pieces I had around my house, and I spent hours attempting to style that wig, only to get to the movie and realize that it was nothing like what the original drawings had been. So I went home and immediately restyled the wig. It was just something, again, like you said, most anticipated movie. I wanted to be a part of it. And honestly, to me, it was the coolest sensation being able to sit there. To me, I feel like I'm sitting in the movie when I'm in costume. So I'm like, yeah, I'm kicking butt right now. So that's kind of what I do. Did you find it more of a challenge with this cosplay, considering that you didn't really see the movie and you only had so many resources based the costume off of? Yeah, definitely. I mean, like I said, the wig for me was the most challenging just because you couldn't see her hair. There was no pictures of the back of her head anywhere to be found. I searched high and low for it, and finally I found was an original sketch, like a character drawing of what she was supposed to be that had detailed her hair. It was more rounded bun than like these little like nubs that they are in the film. You know, I made it that way, and the whole time I'm watching it, I'm like, that's not what you originally intended. But you know, then you go and you make your modifications and stuff like that as you see the film. So it was challenging because there weren't a lot of resources out there but that was also part of the fun was you know what can I create from what already exists so it was really exciting and then going into the movie not many people knew me people were like what's this chick and then after coming out everybody's like oh it's Ray she's awesome so it was really fun to see the change even in audience reaction and then you also cosplayed as Sailor Moon slash Captain America mashup yeah. <laughs> Yes, we were looking to make something just different, out of the ordinary. Now, honestly, any character you pick nowadays, everybody's done it. It's been done by someone somewhere. So we were looking for something a little more original, a little more unique. And eventually we came up with the idea, well, what if we do an Avengers Sailor Moon mashup? We had five Sailor Avengers, we called them. And we just took, you know, each of the Avengers is truly what we did, and thought about how would they look if they were Sailor Moon characters. We picked out all the colors of the skirts, we tried to, you know, mash up hair, and all of that to put it together. So I claimed Captain Moon right off the bat because that was who I wanted to be. How could we incorporate, you know, kind of the stars and stripes, shields and all of that to make it look very Sailor Moon, but also very Avengers. So it was a really fun project to get to be a part of. And how do you feel about mashup cosplays? I think they're great. Honestly, I think, like I said, every costume's been done at some point. I don't think I've ever seen, you know, even obscure characters. Somebody's done it somewhere. So if you want to be truly original and unique, you have to do something out there. So I think it's fun that people get to stretch their creativity and see what they can make. So it's really fun to see the cool mashups and different ways to put it together. So I think it's a really unique way to use your brain power and use your creativity. So I think mashups are great. You know, I'm totally for, you know, true, unique, original characters and keeping true to what the character was in the beginning. But I also think the mashups are a really fun way to be creative. And now you have been an advocate against cosplay bullying. What is cosplay bullying for, for those who don't know? And what, what is your message involving that entire issue? Well, I mean, cosplay bullying can be so many different 
different things. It can be bullying on Facebook and just saying a mean comment. It can be bullying in person. But I mean, in its purest form, it's any kind of mean or derogatory comment made to a person. Honestly, it's not okay. I don't care if you're on Facebook and you think you're a big person. You've got to, you know, respect the people behind it. No matter who you are, no matter what your costume looks like, you've put a lot of time and effort into it. Or even if it was just something thrown together, you still took the time to do it. Nobody deserves to have something bad said about them. If you took the time and you wanted to have it done, good for you. You know, it doesn't matter if it's made out of cardboard or if it's made out of something incredibly expensive and you spent hours or you paid lots of money for it. It's all the same. So everybody deserves to have that respect. And then obviously another thing that goes on with cosplay is uh, harassment at cons and cosplay is not consent. How do you deal with that as a cosplayer? It's something that is a challenge and you have to just ask people to be human. You have to understand that, yes, I am choosing to wear something that is skimpy, but that doesn't mean that I deserve to be treated any less. Again, I'm married. Doesn't mean I'm going to consent to every person. <laughs> you just have to learn how to talk to people. It's not okay to slip and slide, you know, little snide comments or anything like that. It's something that's a real challenge, but I think people just have to learn how to respect each other. And do you feel that cons with their rules and setting forth rules about photography as well as asking really helps to curtail that or do you feel that it's still up to the cosplayers to really kind of set the boundaries still kind of up to the cosplayers i think that in the way you know that helps the cons setting those boundaries and things like that but it's so difficult to enforce that i don't think it does as much as it probably should and that's not the cons fault that's just that just is the nature of beast so i think it really is you know down to the cosplayer and again down to the person on the the other end of the camera. And now you've participated in many photo shoots. How are these typically organized? It really depends. It's very kind of dependent on photographer. Some people are very organized that this is, you know, how the shoot will go. This is, you know, the costume we've been now. A lot of times it's a little bit more loosey, you know, okay, where do you want to stay now? And it's fun to have the direction. Okay, I want you to, you know, tilt your head here and up now. And then sometimes it's fun to have a little bit more freedom. So it's really very dependent on photographer though. And how do you feel that your photos and the photo shoot goes when you contribute more and suggest they pose? Again, it's 50-50. A lot of times it's nice because, you know, I do get a lot more say in it. And even photographers <laughs> that want something specific, they still generally, you know, take suggestions or what if I try this instead? So you still get a lot of input no matter what. Although I do like a lot of times when the photographer helps take charge because I can't see what's on the other end of the camera. So my, you know, face is half in the shadow. I can't tell that. So it's really nice to have a photographer that's like, hey, uh, pick your chin up a little bit more. We'll get more sun. Oh, okay. That sounds good. I'll try that. It's nice to have it at both ways. Like I said, you get to have a little bit more creativity on your own, but it's nice to have that person, you know, kind of overseeing it all because it's their product too. And now you formed the company with your husband, Superheroes <laughs> Unlimited. What does this company exactly do for those who are unfamiliar? familiar with the products and services and what you offer to the cosplay community. We truly help out in any way the person needs. So a lot of people are not able to make things on their own or just don't have the time or the resources or the knowledge, whatever it is. So we're there to create, you know, full costumes if need be. I mean, we'll take care of everything head to toe. Or a lot of times people, you know, get to that one certain part and they're like, okay, I made everything else on my own, but I don't know how to make this chest plate or I don't know how to make that sword or whatever it is. And we're there to help out in those parts. So, I mean, truly, we 
create anything people are looking for. If you could send us a picture of it, we could make it. So that's, I mean, truly been, you know, our motto. And, you know, we try to, to never turn down anybody, regardless of, of how difficult it is. The only time we've ever had to turn people away is just due to time. If you want a full bodysuit in, you know, three days time, probably not going to happen. But if you give us a couple weeks, we can make it happen. And we make, you know, good quality products. And that's why we bring together a team of designers that work with us is because every person specializes in something. They have something they do really well. And so we brought together the people that do each thing best. That way we can part out whatever part of the costume needs to be to whoever can create it the best, the fastest, and, you know, for the lowest price. And now, are you strictly comic stuff or do you do anime, sci-fi? Anything people want. (laughs) You know, it it really doesn't matter. Sci-fi, it can be animes, it can be video games. Somebody wants to have a costume created, they can. In fact, we just created a Hello Kitty Captain America mashup. Yes, that is something. And it turned out great. So, you know, and that was just based off a fan drawing. So, you know, there's so many different possibilities. I mean, with us, it's really open to the world. Again, if you can send us a picture of it, we can make it. And now you go to a lot of cons and you wear some of the costumes that are available Uh for purchase. How do you feel that really promotes Superheroes Unlimited? First off, people like what they can see. And so just being able to see a product in front of them, it's hard when we mostly work off commissions. So, you know, if somebody can't see it, it's hard for them to, to get a feeling of what can be created. So having myself out, having a couple of our other, you know, girls with us, at least it gives them a physical product okay look they do do good work they make quality products it's well sewn it's well put together it you know gives them a better sense of this is what we're creating for them and then now you've been involved in cosplay personally cosplaying for a while both Uh professionally and professionally as well as on the business side of the entire Uh cosplay community what advice do you have for people who want to get involved in this community in this field well honestly just get started with it it's one of those first step is the hardest it's really just tackle it head on try your best create whatever you can and go from there there's so much possibility out there is just you know find what you're passionate about and bring it to life it really is just such a fun community to be a part of so you know there's always the more the merrier so more is welcome and then finally do you have anything you'd like to promote facebook twitter website basically you can find all of our facebook um instagram all that under superheroes unlimited also my personal is sapphire nova cosplay Thank you so much for listening to this week's podcast. And as always, you can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Twitter at PopAnimeComics and on our website, PopAnimeComics.com, for articles relating to anime, comics, and wrestling. And for my anime fans out there, I will be in Anime Boston doing two panels, one on the godfather of anime, Asama Tezuka, and another on sports anime. So be there, check the schedule. It's going to be a great panel. It's going to be a great time. And I hope to see you there. And I hope to see you as a subscriber of mine in the future and checking out my website. Till next time, everybody, have a great week.